Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. <laughs> you weren't expecting me to be nicer. How are you doing? Really good, how are you? I'm good, thanks for asking. Oh, uh, hi by the way, welcome to the Metal Hammer podcast. Uh, podcast number 47, if you're counting. It's a brand new year, 2019 has finally arrived. How's your Christmas, Al? Really, really amazing. Yeah? Yeah, just got to relax and do nothing. I ate some chocolate, that was good. What was the most metal thing you did over the There's week or so thing. we had off? You didn't say you were going to give me a quiz. I'm not giving you a quiz, I'm just asking a friend for some nice conversation. <laughs> the most metal thing I did, I won three games... Oh no, hang on, here it is. I lost four games of pool, but I was playing on a black pool table. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty metal. Yeah. I'll take that. And also, <laughs> I was doing pretty badly in all my games, but there was one moment where I really like was going for it and doing really, really well, and it was when the bar I was in started playing Corn's Got the Life. So <laughs> really? I think that's my new motivational song now. Amazing. So all of a sudden, I just got like five pools. I was like, yeah. Got the Life is, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever played Pool Faster because of Got the Life, that's, that's might be a world first. Oh, was it, it wasn't really faster, I was just in like an intense flow state, I think that's what they call it, isn't it? Performance How many coaches. balls did you pot in that time? Well, I just said five, <laughs> but I think it was like three. Great. <laughs> but The streak was dead after that, the great three ball streak of December 2018. <laughs> but it was just like, I was suddenly possessed by the spirit of Jonathan Davis. I don't know if he plays pool, but if he did, that was all it was happening to me amazing did i introduce us i don't think i did i'm mo <laughs> can you tell that we haven't done this for a couple of weeks uh, i'm mo this is l we're from metal hammer it's gonna be great what was your most metal thing uh that's a good question probably getting a charizard on pokemon let's go <laughs> on my new switch that i got what are and i'm biggest, very excited about what are its biggest and best powers um well i taught it dig which is great because you can dig under the opposing pokemon and avoid an attack and then like give it a uppercut that's good um it's got a couple of fiery moves as well a bit of a fire lad he is yeah so yeah i, I just literally sat uh, playing uh, pokemon for a week straight it's been amazing but that's all in the past we're all about the future now and we have a brand new issue on sale we do Who's actually on? is it on sale now i think this is on sale friday so if this is going out thursday it's on sale tomorrow who's on the cover um well uh arguably no you know what not arguably unarguably the single most um the single biggest metal star of all time. Who's that then? Mr. Ozzy Osbourne is on the cover of Metal Hammer. Um, the double O. The man who is about to head out on his No More Tours 2. Kind of a final tour, kind of not, but certainly um, a representation of him uh, winding down his career, which is it's a, it's a big deal. Like I said, he's the biggest name in metal history. There's no doubt about that, I don't think. Um, we saw Black Sabbath bow out in 2017, uh, for good and now Ozzy has decided he's going to be kind of scaling back his solo career quite significantly as well um, so we have quite a candid interview with him actually I know when people think of Ozzy especially people that kind of became more familiar with him in the 21st century people just kind of think of you know a bit of a goofball entertaining front man a bit of a dork sometimes um, a certain reality TV show back in the day probably didn't do his public profile a lot of favours in terms of uh, you know, him being the Prince of Darkness and a metal icon and all the rest of it. Um, but this is quite an emotional interview. He really takes a long look at his career. It was, it was Dom Lawson who did it. He's one of our um, legendary writers. Um, he looks back at his career, looks back at all the, you know, the, the famous stories 
uh, through the years and um, you know how he looks back on those days now how, what he thinks of the Osborne's era and how that affected him he gets quite uh, deep about um, how the how the experience of doing reality TV shook him quite badly and affected him mentally and where that took him uh, and he talks about what it's like to be you know facing down the end of his career because he's 50 years into his career now and, and this is pretty much all he's ever known really and now he has to kind of face up to the fact that he can't be going out on world tours anymore he can't be gigging all the time um, he's not really you know we haven't had a new Ozzy Osbourne album for years now and he's not sure if we'll if we'll get another one um, so yeah it's a weird interview to be doing with Ozzy but it's really really good and it, and it goes a lot deeper than a lot of stuff you tend to hear from him um, and beyond that if you like Ozzy and of course you do because why would you even be listening to this podcast if you didn't uh, we also got the excellent Luke Priest, who is a brilliant artist that has uh, recently been quite prolific with Metallica, actually. And we got him to do an exclusive Aussie art print that you can only get in this issue of Metal Hammer. It comes bagged up in the issue that's on sale in shops uh, either right now or tomorrow, depending on what day you listen to this. Um, and it's awesome. You've seen it, haven't you? In fact, oh, I've got a copy of it right here. Look at that. It Absolutely awesome. So, so cool. Uh, it's kind of in uh, recognition of the final tour and everything else. Um, it's all demonic and bat looking and wicked. It, it's Aussie like you've never seen him before. Um, yeah, you can probably check it out online on Luke's page as of uh, this week if you want a preview of it. But I strongly suggest you pick it up because it's really cool. And like I said, you will not, never, ever, ever get it anywhere else. Also, albums of 2018 poster pack. We've got cool album art from Dimmu Borgir, Architects, Carpenter, Britain, Watain. as a free global metal CD. You can tell us about that. Yeah, it's a soundtrack essentially a soundtrack to a documentary about metal in Latin America and it, there's loads of amazing stuff on it, it's super varied. There's actually a couple of songs on there that are almost, um, well they've got like uh, panpipes on them which sounds crazy and like it wouldn't go with metal but Brilliant. it actually kind of does. Uh, there's some, some sort of folk metal-y ones, thrash metal-y, death metal-y, it's just, and most of it's um, sung in Spanish as well. But it's just so interesting. It's just one of those things where you you know you can forget that there's metal scenes all around the world, and the documentary and the CD are a window into you know a metal scene. Well, Latin America is pretty big, but you know really just kind of taking a look at these other countries, um, you know Mexico and Peru and Colombia, Venezuela, and just kind of seeing what's going down there. So yeah, check it out. Listen to the CD. Watch the film. And. Read the feature that's in this issue. Read the feature. <laughs> with the, the director, right? With, yeah, with the director. I can't remember now. A couple of the bands. It, was like, it feels like a, a year ago we put this thing to bed. Yeah, a couple of the bands are in it. Um, the guy who put it all together. And yeah. these are bands who are actually like, you know, Melham's got a good history of, uh, of covering uh, bands from areas of the world that don't get as much attention. And, and this is a good example of why um, it's one thing to just put together a metal band in a village with your mates where there's not many metalheads around but it's another to do it in a place where you might get arrested or tortured or be, you know, beaten in the streets or whatever which is actually stuff some of these people talk about yeah a lot of these countries have been through a huge political and social upheaval and some of this music has come out as a result of that and it does when you read the feature you kind of go wow you know what we think of here as being something that might be difficult is actually tiny in comparison yeah. to what some of these people have been through and this music's a direct consequence of that and it's quite heavy you know to think about that mm. but it's just a really it's cool you can listen to the feature and 
Listen to the feature. You can read the feature. <laughs> Listen to the feature Listen and read the, the CD and read if the you CD want. At the same time, you won't get much out of it, but which you can is, try uh, it which is great. And then taste the film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's really inspiring as well because um, I mean, we don't take metal for granted, but I think it's easy to take. Uh, the ability to just listen to what you want to listen to for granted um, and you really feel what it means to, to people to be able to listen to metal bands play gigs read magazines even you know that kind of thing um, so yeah it's really good and you get that album alongside the Aussie art print and the poster pack in the new issue also got uh, brand new interviews with Parkway Drive a really cool chat with Winston McCall about his life um, we talked uh, well we obviously don't talk to you but we've got a classic archive piece with uh, Motorhead about the song that changed everything. Little hint for you, it's not Ace of Spades. That's not what? the song we're talking about. What? I know, right? But it isn't, totally different song, so there. Um, we go on the road with Wadruna, Metal's true Viking warriors. Jonathan Seltzer went around the UK with them. Really, really cool insight into one of the most fascinating and unique bands we've got in the scene right now. And of course, there's the big 2019 preview. Uh, we've got Ramstein in there, Tom G. Warrior, Code Orange, Killswitch, Megadeth, Venom Prison, Ginger. Uh, very, very many bands. Very, very many. That's terrible grammar. Loads of bands. I like very, very many. Stick with <laughs> Just go with it. Very, very many bands uh, giving us an insight into what their plans are for 2019. It's going to be a big year, isn't it? Yeah. I know it's... it feels like we're supposed to say that, but if you just even look at the names we've got in this new issue, it's I keep ridiculous. forgetting about it. I keep forgetting the fact because it feels, you know, early start in the year, it's January, everyone's a bit kind of, you know, deflated after Christmas and New Year, but like, wow, this year is going to be insane. Absolutely mental. We've got a Metallica uh, stadium tour with Ghost on it. We've got a Ramstein stadium tour. We've got a new Slipknot album coming and a world tour off the back of that. We've got a Tool album coming and a world tour off the back of that. And I was just it's talking about Korn, crazy. and they've been in the studio. I really, really, really want to hear a new Korn album so badly. Well, that's a, a good little segue into, uh, into <laughs> some of the shit that's been going on this, uh, well, the last couple of weeks I guess uh, yeah there is a new Corn album officially on the way Head has said that fans will be and I quote pleasantly surprised what do you make of that <laughs> I mean they could have said something a bit more exciting but well I'm pleasantly happy. surprised is good I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised I, mean, I just what could want it to mean? be like I want to be blown away do Corn have in and to blow us away with an album in 2019 yeah I fucking love the last album so yeah I thought it was really good as well but would you say it blew you away or was it just really good I loved it <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I thought it sounded like corn, but I loved it. It was, I think, it was genuinely the best thing they'd done in a couple of albums. What's that word? I mean, to me, corn are one of those bands where they do an album. Each album they do tends to have two or three really good songs on it that make its way into the set list, and that's kind of good enough for me now. No, sorry, the last corn. one was really good all the way through. Well, then they, then let's see if you will be pleasantly surprised because your expectations are clearly pretty Bad high. high. What would, what would you say if they did another dubstep album? Would you be into that? Did you like that album? The I love that album. album. I did Surely well. you know that. Yeah. But the people <laughs> listening to this podcast don't. <laughs> and me written all over it. Yeah, I, I thought love that, that record. Great. Um, but it would sound really dated now, so I don't think I would do that. Jonathan is not the kind of person to True. go backwards either. He's the kind of person to look to the future. And actually, when I was talking to him last year That's at Download, a good point. he was saying how he'd... He was quite into trap and he'd recorded loads of trap. Oh god! But then he no, but he was saying actually like he feels that that is dated now and he's on to the next thing. So I don't think that they would use that. I think that might be something that would maybe feed into other solo work if so, they did it. Yeah, I was going to say because that's a really good point because Jonathan Davis has done a, a solo album. So in a way, it could go one of two ways because you could hear a lot of that kind of stuff make its way into corn, or that could be him expelling all that stuff so he doesn't feel the need to channel that stuff well, now. He so told me that basically. Be back in corn, right? He told me that. Um, 
when Corn gets again to make a record, they all get together to sort of thrash out the music without him. And then he comes in and... Fucks it up. Like. Well, no, yeah, he did, he did say that. That was his quote. Really? Yeah. I think he meant, like, you know, fucking up shit in a good way. Though. Yeah, yeah, Not, yeah, like, yeah, fucking yeah, up yeah. shit in a bad way. But um, he always wants to come in with new ideas. He said, basically, they want to do a corn record. He wants to come in with new ideas. And it's a balance between them kind of wanting to do corn and be corn and sound like corn and him going, hey, let's try this really weird left field thing. Yeah. Let's do this strange thing. So he kind of... It's quite affectionate in the way he said it, and that you know he wants them to have the corn record that they want, but he also just likes being a bit weird, and they kind of have to accept that. So. Of course. And yeah, the last album. I sorry, I just pulled up the track listing to prove you wrong about how good it is. Well, that doesn't really okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> me knowing the name of a particular song, I thought was all right, isn't going to suddenly make me think it was really good. It but was really good. Out. Insane. That just yeah. came out. First really, two songs, yeah. absolute crushes. Rocking in vain. Yeah, great track. That was great. Definitely. Black is the soul. That's, that's a good track. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. The hating. <laughs> this description. That had that kind of old school like that. the hating. That was terrible. I'll never do that again. <laughs> that's how it, that old school thing. <laughs> well, I'm convinced. A different world. You didn't like that. That was the Corey Taylor one. You yeah, I thought that like was a massive letdown. I forgot I really about that. that yeah, that sounded like uh, when Corey, Corey's verse on that basically sounded like a um, old man that's just caught some teenagers on his lawn. No, that's really He's good. Like, get out of my, get out of my, get out of my lawn. <laughs> no, it was really good. And then take me. That was a solid like corn melody. Take me. Oh, I do remember that one. God, <laughs> you, you played that album a lot in the office, didn't you? Yeah. And then, yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, everything falls apart. Die another night when you're not there. When you're not there, that was a great song. Don't remember that. When you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good way to. This is how we're going to review all the albums from now on. Al just sings them. Oh, next in line. No, you next in line. Yeah, kind of. See, you now that kind of sounds like take. It doesn't. You're next in line. Like, That's how it went. You say you say anything in a Jonathan Davis voice, and it sounds being out of time or next in line. Right. Well, sorry, sorry about that, everybody. I thought it was a good album as well. I did. But, Every track is good. Um, I would love for I'd love for Corn to do, in my opinion, what Judas Priest did last year and come out with something that's like. Not just yeah, this is really good, but oh my god, corn, you know. You mean you you mean you want them to do something like the dubstep thing, just like throw a spanner? No, just uh, if they did a, an album of tracks that I personally thought were as good as the fir- those first two or three tracks on the last album. That's all. If you took, um, I remember when Corn did their greatest hits in the mid noughties and uh, or maybe slightly early noughties and they called it Greatest Hits Volume One, and everyone kind of went, oh, Greatest Hits Volume One, oh, like they'll never be able to do a two. Oh, I actually good. think if you took the best tracks of the Corn album since then you would have a fucking wicked compilation like a really really good one so I'm definitely not down on modern day Corn I love all their new stuff but um, I think it's been a while since they've done a full album that I thought was well know, I remember you quite liked Corn 3 remember who you are yeah I like that one as and well and everyone was going oh it's a return to Corn it's like Oil Down was an amazing song yeah but I didn't really like that record I thought it was just a bit boring Pop as well as on there that's good I don't know it didn't do a lot for me I just thought it was a bit bland I, I, of, I'd admit that the last one was better than that whereas Path of Totality Paradigm Shift Serenity of Suffering for me it's got better and better and better love it yeah alright well we will see will we be pleasantly surprised or will I have to get Elle to sing songs to me again this time next year who knows <laughs> who knows um, similarly on what is becoming the L show Ramstein <laughs> releasing a new album this year as well I is that the album you're most excited about the best about? bands are releasing stuff 
Um, well, that and Tool and Corn, they're the three. There you go. So The dream album. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in my top three albums of the year, but who knows what's going to happen this year? Who knows? Um, Ramstein, uh, yeah, so Ramstein, new album coming, we already know this, um, big stadium tour happening in uh, summer. Uh, Richard has said that they're going to release five music videos from the album, which to me is a good sign for two reasons. One, that, that suggests that they think they've got a ton of songs that are single worthy, which I think is a good thing for Ramstein because their singles are always absolutely excellent. And two, uh, Ramstein videos are always absolutely fucking mental. So as many as we can get is absolutely fine by me. It's one of the best things about Ramstein, so I'm down with it. I feel like Thoughts? they did a bunch of videos for that last record, didn't they? Uh, I feel like they did like I can only normal, remember Pussy, that's the an thing. An abnormally large amount as well. Because it's kind of the Ramstein thing, isn't it? Is that they're pretty secretive about everything, but when they go in, they go all in and they just do. Are you looking up cool right stuff. now? Yeah, I just can't remember. I'm sure they did like more than you'd expect, or maybe maybe, just, maybe it's just because they had the concert film, and I'm just overwhelmed by that. Who bloody knows? Go on, find out now. Find out now. Find out now. No. Feeling dead air. Feeling dead air. Feeling no. Dead air. Feeling no. Dead let's air. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did do that many videos. No, maybe not the last one. Um, just the big old concert film that was good enough for me that was good enough but anyway even if they did I think Ramstein videos are always good and it's good to see that they are genuinely excited about the art they are making so that's cool bring it on <sighs> should we talk about this Arch Enemy thing I mean yeah I guess <laughs> I just feel really like oh. this, I've got to absolutely hold my hands up on this I think it was New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve one of the two New Year's Eve I think maybe when it's, all this yeah, went it down it must have been earlier yeah so probably Christmas um, yeah anyway it was over Christmas and I remember uh, you know we, we down tools and I I was sat at home eating uh, I don't know something a big chocolate bear I think or something that my sister got me <laughs> and someone texted me saying have you seen the arch enemy controversy and I had a quick look and I just went I can't be bothered with this right now <laughs> yeah it's just like by the time I, but this was like about six hours after it happened, and by the time I found out about it, I went online and it had already been this huge shit show. So just to uh, quickly go over roughly what's happened for anyone that's managed to dodge this, um, a photographer named Jay Salmeron uh, spotted that a, a clothing designer or the owner of a clothing company um, was using one of his photos to advertise uh, their uh, business. Mm -hmm. um, the photo was of Elisa in some clothing that the designer had made, but the photo that she used to promote it was uh, a photo taken by this guy. He got in contact asking them to take it down. I think he asked to either be paid or for them to make a charity donation instead. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Arch Enemy allegedly responded by, I think the, the, the designer took it to Arch Enemy slash their management, um, which is uh, Angela Gossard now, who's their former singer. Um, and Arch Enemy apparently like, uh, banned him from gigs and stuff like that, and that, that's all happened apparently. And then Angela posted a big response, which uh, caused more of a, a backlash. Uh, the photographer has since responded to that, which has caused more of a backlash. Um, somewhere in all of this, the clothing designer had to shut her store down because of a backlash against her, I think, yeah. from people who thought she was to, to quote-unquote blame for all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shit show. It's an actual shit show. I What's think, going on? I think just like every step of the way, something just went wrong there. You know, some somebody was obviously trying to resolve something privately and then ended up putting it online and then that just opened it up to everybody just going mental yeah um, and know. it's just like 
I mean, it's just what I think what annoys me about this situation and so many other things like it, and this is very true in the metal industry, but it it obviously goes far beyond that. So I'm trying not to get too uh, all over the place, but. I just think this thing that everyone feels like they have to have this hardline opinion that falls down one way or the other. Like I've seen these big blogs, um, like hardcore standing up for Arch Enemy. I've seen these other big things, hardcore just cussing them and saying they're like evil people and all the rest of it. And it's like various things can be true in one situation. Photographers should absolutely get paid for their work. You yeah. know, as a mag- as a magazine who has a lot of great uh, and very talented and loyal photographers obviously we support that at the same time um, these kind of big online uh, trial by mob things that are just endlessly going off everywhere all the time is ridiculous I don't understand how the clothing designer has ended up um, being attacked over all this uh, I mean it's just so stupid there's a lot that I don't there's, there's, these things are rarely a black and white issue and I'm just getting a bit tired of um, everyone feeling like they have to have this kind of hardline stance on something which they probably don't actually understand at the core of it all. I mean, unless you've had legal training on this stuff, which we have and a lot of other people have, but uh, about 90% of the people I've seen coming out swinging and, and offering opinions on it probably haven't. I just think, yeah, I think what's going on? Something that got out of hand between some individuals who misread each other's tone. Yep. And now, like you said, everyone's jumped in and had an opinion on it. And, you know, the photographer obviously felt like they had to go public with it because maybe they didn't have, you know, they felt like they didn't have another choice because they felt like their voice wasn't being heard or whatever. But by doing that, rather than keeping it private, it suddenly opened up this whole kind of worms where everybody is being exposed to this mob. Like you said, you know, the clothing designer then is having to go through horrible abuse about something and it could have all been solved privately with the right attitudes to things but instead it's gone mad and i'm not and i think the worst thing about it is i'm not i'm not convinced it has shone a light on what the real issue is which is that everyone in the music industry uh needs to probably be better aware of legality surrounding things like photography and it's not surprising that people aren't because you know, we're all trying to catch up with the internet and, and especially on Instagram where stuff can just get shared like that. And, Absolutely. You know, you post something and it's and it's and it's been reposted a hundred times before you can even control what's going on. Yeah. So I get why people aren't up to scratch on this kind of stuff, but I'm not convinced this incident is going to help anything because it's just turned into such a bloodbath. It's not. There's just people on one side and people on the other side and no one has stepped in and kind of gone, no, this is the way it is. Like you said, you know, legally, factually this is the situation and these people responded in this way and mm. it's just I don't know why it's why does everyone need to get involved yeah <laughs> I don't know and everyone's jumping on and you know Angela felt compelled to to post a long response and the photographer since come back again and posted his long response and it's just it's just it's just bizarre yeah. I just don't it's understand why the world is getting to, like this it's shitty that lots of things have to be done in public now rather than people privately going oh you know maybe I made a mistake on this or maybe we can sit Mm. down and talk about this together maybe we can come to some kind of agreement it's just kind of well you know something's broken down somewhere along the way and now it's all public yeah it's just like I totally get why why some people feel like they've got no choice but to go public if it's like a last resort issue but 
you know, apparently this all happened six months ago and now it's all being dragged out. I don't know. Again, I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone no, in particular no, no. because surprise, surprise, I don't know the intricate details of it all yet, as most people don't, by the way. Um, all it is is, is hearsay and, um, you know, some screenshots and the rest of it. But let's all just chill out, shall we? But I think it's like you said, you know, it's is, January. It, is it going <laughs> to change anything? Is this going to change the way photographers and bands interact? I mean, it seems just if like... If it does, that would be good. But... but it seems just like there's been an argument and then everyone's going to cast their opinion and then move on. It's like, you know, are we actually going to have a discussion about rights? Are we going to have a discussion about the way people communicate with each other? Are we going to have a discussion about, you know, just like we were just saying, doing things privately and doing things online, it just seems like... So, where do you go from here? Just so tired of people being just going straight to ten on their yeah anger meter. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's everybody, isn't it? It's online and offline. There's lots of people who are just so quick to react yeah. rather than just taking a step back and just saying, actually, what what we're we gonna do. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more developments by the time this podcast even fucking goes up. To be honest, so. Something to look forward to. Um, <laughs> let's take the first reader questions of 2019, shall we, Elle, from facebook.com forward slash Maha Readers. Well Start done. us to go on. Yeah. Thanks. I don't think I've messed it up in about two months now, to be fair. Jamie Phillips asks, what albums are you most looking forward to in 2019? Well, I've done mine. Is that all of them? Rammstein, Korn, Tool. There's got to be more, but my mind has gone blank. Ben Imprisoned. Yeah. Uh, I've got all of those. I've got While She Sleeps as well. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think their songs... Or have they released two songs yet? Uh, I can't remember. I've heard, I've heard some stuff of it anyway. But um, the whole thing, uh, I think, from what the band have told us and from the stuff they've released so far, I think it's going to be a really interesting album for them. I think it's going to show some... Um, some, exper- ex- some experimentation the likes of which we wouldn't have expected even from a band that tend to like to fuck around with their own formula a little mm, bit I think it's going to be really interesting and I can't wait to hear it because I still think they're the best band the UK has produced in a long old time Code Orange as well Yeah. Uh, just goes without saying really I think if there's one young band that the world's eyes are going to be on in our scene it's got to be them because Forever was such a big deal Grammy nominated you know took them around the world massive shows and um, I think they've got a, you know, they've got a real task on their hands now. They've got to follow that up and, and, uh, you know, back up, back up their chatter. <laughs> <laughs> and play Bloodstock. That sounded well, Partridge. Yeah, and they're playing Bloodstock. <laughs> so that'd be good. Yeah, it's going to be a big year for them. Um, and yeah, you said Bed in Prison. I, I definitely back that. I think that album's going to be amazing. Wow. Maybe. What else is there? Oh, there's so much. You can read all about it in the new issue. So there. Yeah, I don't want to reveal too much. Oh, Kill Switch as well. We talked to Jesse in the new issue about that. Um, I I like the last Kill Switch album, but I can see why some people felt like it wasn't what they were hoping for for the next Jesse Kill Switch album. So I'm really intrigued to see how they bend uh, themselves a little bit for this one. Um, You know, I think they're one of the greatest bands of all time, so I'm sure I'll like it, whatever happens. Uh, And Megadeth as well, because I think they're due... Um, another classic they tend to go in uh, cycles Megadeth and I think they're coming back up again after Dystopia which is decent but I think they could be doing something really good especially now that Matty Boy from Saw works behind the drums mm. so what are the chances speaking of new music of a new Gajira and or Mastodon album this year from Joe Broadbent don't know 
<laughs> I don't know either. I think Azure will have something out this year, won't they? I hope so. It's yeah. been a while and you sort of occasionally see stuff on Instagram. Mastodon? Mastodon's not... Their album was... Emperor of Sam was a Two little bit more ago. recent than Magma, so they yeah. may be not, but... But maybe, you never know. I, I think... I'd say Gajira... And, and this is not insider knowledge, by the way. I'd say Gajira, a 7 out of 10. And I'd say Mastodon, maybe like a high 6 likelihood. I feel like you could have done that on a more interesting scale. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. 7 whales yeah, out of exactly. 10. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I know that's not how betting works. That's, that's that's not very good odds, is it? But there we go. I don't do gambling, so I don't believe in it. <laughs> Elliot Lever says, "What was the best album you heard last year for the first time that was not released in 2018?" I've got an ironclad one. Do it. Um, Infinite Punishment by Get the Shot. I think I talked about them on here before because I saw them at Heavy Montreal in Canada last year. Um, but weirdly, we had we so I'd heard them before. They're basically this unbelievable metallic hardcore band from Canada. Um, I can't remember which uh, city specifically, but I know it's part of the French-speaking region because I was speaking French uh, the whole time in their set, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, unbelievable metallic hardcore band. Just one of the absolute, one of the single best things in that side of hardcore. I think I've heard in years and years and years. Weirdly, we did actually cover them in the magazine. We gave them a small, small new band piece. I think, I think it was the year before last when Infinite Punishment came out, which is in uh, 2017. Um, uh, and we, we did a small thing on it. And I listened to a couple of tracks then and I thought it sounded great. And then I just, I just totally forgot to kind of follow them up after that, really. Um, and for some reason, I think maybe they popped up on my... Uh, to listen to list again or something I can't remember what it was but I, I properly checked the the album out um, Infinite Punishment and the one that came out before that and if that had come out last year well let me put it this way if Infinite Punishment had, if I'd heard Infinite Punishment properly in the year it came out or it had come out last year I think it would have been in my top three or probably even two albums of the whole year either time like it's absolutely unbelievable so much so that when my Spotify most listened to tracks playlist came out at the end of the year there were two tracks off it on there even though it wasn't from last year I think 90% of the stuff on my playlist was from last year and that was one of the only things that wasn't because it's bloody good um, so yeah I've said it before and I saw them live and they were wicked uh, please go listen to Get The Shot because they are just unbelievable and they should be booked for the UK over and over and over again because they're wicked oh and um, I listened to the Dua Lipa album for the first time last year that's good too yeah <laughs> I like that one that was a very much a, what's all the fuss about then? And then, yeah, it's really good. Cheers. Fair play, her. Good on her. <laughs> uh, well, mine's a bit of a cheat, really, because I've mentioned it loads of times already on here, and I think I had listened to it before last year, but I wasn't really fussed. I hadn't really taken it in. I was just like, meh, whatever. And then last year, I got really obsessed with it. It's Agent Fresco and Destroyer. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's like Destroyer, but with an E. Destroyer. Really game with. What? Where's the E? Uh, it's like the word destroyer, but instead of O and a Y, it's I E R at the end. Oh, okay. It's like it's destroyer, but with an E. So <laughs> it's got two. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. Sorry, but no, it's got some amazing songs in it. Dark Water, the title track, Sea Hell is the best one. It's so catchy and it's just brilliant. It's just um, yeah, I mentioned it before. It's kind of like prog metal, but like very clean, very clear very melodic 
Um, I love it. Go and listen to it. There you go. Hot, hot, uh, hot recommendations from two years ago there from both of us. Andy Arnold asks, what our favourite riffs were of 2018? I had to just narrow mine down because I just started going bananas. Yeah, me too. There are so many. What have you got? Um, I really liked Bring Me's Wonderful Life, but basically just because it ripped off the cell by Kajira. I've got one that kind of sounds like a Kajira riff because I put uh, a Modern Misery by Architects. You know uh, that scrape I know, I know exactly one. what I mean. Like, I won't be the noise. I've already practiced like, enough. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Love um, that. I mean, that Arctic album's got some great riffs on it, but um, I just like that one because it just felt a bit different. As soon as that edgy, came in, I was like, it's Gajira, Gajira yeah, yeah, yeah. here. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, Gajira, so, influencing bands all over the place. That one. I liked Mantra as well on the Bring Me Front. Yeah, to be fair, both those tracks have grown on me, actually. I was like, I thought they were totally forgettable when I listened to them at first, but they, they really do get stuck no, in the head. they're great. And seeing them live as well, I was, they were just cool. Mantra. Yeah. And then <laughs> a couple of other ones. I was like you, I sort of had to stop myself, otherwise I would just pick a million. Uh, ghost, spelled ghost. It is got ghost, but we just say ghost to avoid confusing each other. Yeah. The band Ghost, but without an H. Their song Malum, which has that really gothy, bleepy bit in, a bit like you're in a goth club. Do you know the bit I mean? It's like a guitar riff. Okay, no, so that's not, does it? It's not a riff. Oh, you like, picked it. It's not a guitar riff, it's a bleepy riff. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I need <coughs> to pick something from It's technically from a riff. No, no, yeah, totally. Man. I just didn't even think of it. It's Otherwise, like, da, 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 oh, in that case, I definitely have something off the Carpenter Brute album on mine as well. And then also, I've not finished yet Architects Doomsday. Yeah. That's good. That was released the year before, though. Technically speaking. Well, it's on the record that was out last year, so I'm having it. You can fuck off. Fine. And then, yeah, I stopped myself because I was basically just doing a million. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'd have something off Carpenter Brute um, album. Oh, I don't know which one. Maybe that opening Leather Teeth one. Da 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 Like that's yeah, being played on guitar, which is live. It is, yeah. That would be heavy as shit. So, yeah, it definitely counts. Um, Priest Lightning Strike. I mean, that oh, Priest yeah. album is so good. Lightning Strike, it, I know it's the single off it. It's not my favourite song on the album. Um, no Surrender is, if you care. Uh, but that... that like, it's just the most metal riff of 2018. It's as simple as that. Um, pretty much, I, I mentioned this on the podcast before Christmas uh, as an album that I hadn't really shown enough love to, I don't think, and got a bit under, was a bit underrated. Um, but pretty much anything off the Bleed From Within album. Mm. I think that the most riff stack album of 2018 was um, that Bleed From Within I album. I listened to that it's a so ton good. over Christmas after we talked about it on the podcast. Just well, I, I listened to the, uh, the country singer that you suggested whose name I've now forgotten. The pop, the pop star. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, What's her name? I've gone completely blank. No! Why is this happening to me? Casey something? Casey Musgrave. Casey Musgrave, yeah. yeah. I listened to some of hers over Did Christmas you? after your recommendation, so well done. Well done, us. But yeah, so you, you, you propped up on some uh, on some blue from them. Yeah, I listened to it loads. It was just, you know, it's like, I mean, I sort of listened to it when it came out, but I was like, yeah, it's cool, I like it. And then over Christmas, I just caned it. I just put it on loads because I was like, it's like you said, it's sort of, you know, Lamb of Goddy, it's mm. like heavy it's just good for it's good for getting shit done as well if you've got to get shit done it kind of like inspires you to get your shit done definitely so, yeah it's good i liked it um you saying it's lamagotti made me think yeah it's really lamagotti machine heady and that did remind me that even though i wasn't big on the album the riff in catharsis itself was unbelievable yeah it was After, good I my catharsis yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. a great riff um and then rob going oh. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> if I had to pick one riff off the Blueprint Within album, it would be Cast Down, by the way, because uh, there's a monstrous, kind of slightly slower riff about two minutes into that. And also, even though it's reductive as fuck, um, Ghost just shamelessly dropping the riff off beat it into me. Oh, well. yeah. Because it's, I mean, they literally just ripped a riff off and chucked it into another song. I don't know if you can really allow that for, for your favourite riffs, but it was done in such an emphatic and well uh, produced way that I just, every time that, like, it just, it just gets me. So, uh, best use of someone else's riff, maybe, I can tell that. <laughs> Yeah, we should have done a little award ceremony, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> that would be very, very short list, though. Um, do you want to do the next one? What my is voice the next one? I'm not used to chatting as enthusiastically. What's the next question? James Rainsley asks, are there any albums from 2018 that you listened to late and would have made your top albums list? Or would you change the position of any albums on there after listening to it more? That's a good question. And um, yes, part of the uh, slight um, annoyance of working on a monthly music magazine is that when you do your end of year lists, you have to start uh, finalising them in late October, (laughs) Um, (laughs) certainly by early November. Now, not only does that mean you sometimes do, uh, and also, you know, we hear albums before uh, they're released a lot of the time. So generally speaking, we'll have heard all the releases we're likely to hear by about halfway through November but that doesn't necessarily mean um, that you get quite enough time to sit with them as you would have liked so yeah sometimes things jump around a little bit and um, for me the Perfect Circle album jumped about um, mainly because uh, I loved it when it came out and then a ton of other stuff came out that kind of uh, leapfrogged it like the Behemoth album for instance and then when I went back to the Perfect Circle album again, I realised, no, actually, I think this is one of the best albums of the year and it popped up a bit. And if I'd had, this isn't really because it came out late, it's just because I came to it a bit late. If I'd had more time with this Fallbard album, I think it would have been higher on my list. I think yeah. it was just just inside my top 10 anyway, but I think it would have been um, probably in my top five if I'd given it enough time. I find these lists really hard. It's just like, decide, decide now. Yeah. And like looking at it... Your relationship with music has to be definitive once and for all. And like looking at it, I'm going, yeah, I pretty much agree with a lot of it, but maybe there's a few things I'd like move up a few places or move down a few places. But over Christmas, I did listen to more stuff more that I might have put in the list. There was the Cancer Bats record, which again, we spoke about last podcast, The Spark That Moves. Again, that's just really motivational PMA. That and the Bleed From Within album I was listening to quite a lot. I'm just thinking like, yeah. Metal. Yeah, these are great. I love them. And then also... Yeah, we were singing about riffs earlier. That Cancer Bats album. Riffs for days. And then uh, another record I really listened to that I really like that's more chilled out is um, Holy Fawn and the record Death Spells. I have not heard that. It's very good. It's just... um, (laughs) Yeah, it's incisive it's, <laughs> judgment. <there. laughs> yeah, it's quite. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of like I don't know whether it fits into that sort of noisy realm. I'm trying to describe it. <laughs> it's sort of like noisy realm. Yeah, it's, it's just, just near middle earth. <laughs> I don't want to say black and hardcore because it's not, but it's that group of bands that, that are coming out that are just kind of doing like holy rockcore. Yeah. Basically. You call it that. Holy Rock basically helped define a modern genre, I think. Yeah, it is. It's sort of like, it's got a kind of ambience about it and a sort of stuff that makes you feel really chilled, but it's got the sort of undertone of heaviness and it's sort of like 
post-rock, but heavier than that. I don't know. I didn't actually sit down and just decide what I was going to call it. I just went quite like this. Just go listen to it. What's it called again? Uh, the album is Death Spells and the band is Holy Fawn. Holy Fawn. They describe Holy Fawn. Let's see how they describe themselves. Holy Fawn. They describe themselves as indie acid mellow heavy. Oh fuck off! No, animals, you're... No. nature, dreams. No. no, this is actually quite good. No, there's one. No, there's one bit that's actually quite good. The taste of moss. Ugh. But I see where that comes from. They're from the noisy realm. We'll no, I'm gonna. There. I'm gonna go with the taste of moss. No. I quite agree with What's that. What's that mean? Moss tastes like shit. It's earthy. It's an earthy sound. Yeah, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> it's like going, oh, this this tastes like shit. I quite, That's a good description. No, I quite like the taste of moss. I'm going with it. You, you don't like, what, you Lisa Simpson and... <laughs> right, well, next, next time we do a podcast, I'll decide what genre it goes into, okay? Then we can say. Good. Okay. Make our own genres. Taste of moss. Yeah. Um, pure misanthropy. What? A Twitter user, not my life. <laughs> <laughs> It's my life, actually. Uh, Spending all my time with you during the day. Wow! 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 <laughs> it's January 3rd. <laughs> pure, at Pure Misanthropy asks, uh, your most anticipated album announcement? That's quite a good question. So basically an album that hasn't technically been announced yet, oh. but we kind of hope might be. Yeah. Or I we mean, think might be. Someone mentioned Gajira and Mastodon. Those are good. That would be good. I would like those. Um, what else? I mean, I've written down with question marks Guns N' Roses because Lol. it's what we all want. And uh, Slash is now. Oh no, Slash is playing down there, isn't he? So he's probably not going to have much Guns N' Roses time because he'll be touring that. Well, hopefully, at some point, they'll seriously. You know, Slash has said he's got stuff. Act, the, various people have said Axel's got loads of stuff he's worked on. So hopefully, at some point, they will find the time to actually get in a studio together and um, maybe it wouldn't be this year but I don't know I'd like to see a Guns N' Roses album I really would I'd like some more Nine Inch Nails it seems like oh, have you not heard enough he's done like an EP and an album in the last couple of years yeah but there's, there's always more he just did Bird Box on Netflix the soundtrack for that so you I said that the other day yet. right I've um, not watched it I have seen it no spoilers promise um, but I didn't really notice the, the score maybe that's <laughs> the point of it though because you said he did it and I was like oh yeah but I don't remember any songs Isn't it on quite it? tense about... I've not seen it. As far as I'm aware, there are monsters, but you're not allowed to look at them. Yeah. So you have to, like, try not to look at monsters. It's like The Happening mixed with A Quiet Place. So I imagine the soundtrack is quite eerie and almost, like, fades into the background, but you feel unsettled without knowing it. You know, like... Do you remember The Social Network? Yeah. The soundtrack for that, you could... Well, you couldn't mistake the soundtrack on that because it was powerful and all the time. Yeah. But it kind of makes you feel like unsettled the whole time. I like stuff like that. I thought The Witch had that kind of soundtrack, just like really eerie and. So I wonder if Bird Box is like that, but just more subtle. It didn't stay with me though the soundtrack. Although you know, I, I watched it on my iPad, so maybe. That's Did you not feel unsettled voice. after you watched it? Um, I can't. I can never feel unsettled when Sandra Bullock's on my screen. <laughs> she's a queen. I can't. Even when she's acting scared in a horror movie, it's just like, oh, Sandra Bullock, though. Come on. Uh, I want to watch it and make my own judgment on it. Uh, as you should <laughs> I thought it was okay um, yeah no I think it's just I think him and Askers Ross are in a really good place and they're just doing lots of good things and I for one would welcome more I would wouldn't okay. say no fair enough you know? fair enough um, you're talk about my favourite bands I've got uh, again this is one I don't think will ever happen now but I've got System of a Down yeah that'd be good wouldn't it well I don't know because they just Serge so obviously doesn't want to do it yeah. and I just think if, if he doesn't want to do it why do it why do it yeah <laughs> I mean I, I don't know really 
What other bands do If the rest of the band could get it together to write something really good together, and all Serge does is has to turn up and sing the shit out of it, that would probably be good enough for me, I think. But when you've got... I won't go as far as flawless, but when you've got what I think is, you know, pretty outstanding back catalogue, like, they really didn't put many feet wrong for me over those um, five albums, if you include Steal This Album. Um, I don't know, why sully it? I'd like to hear Especially when else. the performances have been so hit and miss. I'd like to hear, let's change the subject completely. I'd like to hear something from. <laughs> Sorry, the, am I boring you? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to hear. People in metal have know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and if you don't. I'd like to okay, hear. Um, I'm sorry. Go on, it's fine. I'd like to hear something else from the Kuna Coil. We were just talking about them this morning randomly. I like them, I just think they do solid albums. Don't make a face at me. What are your five favourite Lacuna Coil songs? That aren't swamped or heavens alive. I'm not very good at thinking. Or the personal the Jesus covers. No, not personal Jesus. What was the song they did? Yeah, they did. No, they did the other defense. No, w- oh yeah, words are very unnecessary. They clearly do harm. What's that one? Uh, Break the silence. Yeah, that one. <sighs> I don't know because I can't think of things <laughs> off the top of my I'll head. I just totally threw you then. That was my fault. I didn't mean to. Sorry. I wasn't thinking about things in my head. It's not called Break the Silence, is it? Unbreak the silence. No, no. What's it called? Hold on, I'm actually looking this up because it's enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. Break the silence. Of well, course. Look, you've just there are me. a thousand eighties goths absolutely ruining us right you've now just, for not knowing that. Because you've just thrown seminal me. song. You've just completely thrown me for a loop, and now I'm just confused. Man, Manson coming personal. Jesus, not looking at call. Oh, look, who cares? Look, what's happening? I would welcome a Lacuna Court album. Um. Tripping the Darkness. If Tripping Christina the darkness, was giving a lot Tripping to the do. Darkness is great. Sure. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it. No, in I've the done, style of Jonathan Davis. I've done enough singing now. No. Well, this has come to an <laughs> You know what? You've been mean to me all podcast, so you deserve that. So I don't take know that. why. I'm really sorry. You've lost the Kuna Call cool, po- cool points and the Pesh Mode cool points. And it's quite in their most famous song. I feel like you just, you did it to me. Don't care. You deserve it. You've been mean. Uh, that is it for this week's <laughs> podcast. Um, start as we mean to go on, I guess. As we just said that, you know, maybe public fights are a bad idea. Public fights are a bad idea. I'm going to take this to the internet and, and make them bully you. I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good year ahead of Melham. We're very excited. Um, a lot of people have been asking about where the TV show's at. Uh, that's currently out with, um, yeah, you know, being shown off to uh, various production companies and channels and all the rest of it. Um, as we say, those first three episodes were pilot episodes. They are designed to create interest and kind of show off what we can do. Um, so we'll have news on where that's at very, very soon. We're very excited about it. Uh, obviously, a ton of great magazines coming up. It's going to be stacked. We've got some events to announce soon. Um, Elle's just shown me another question that's just popped up. <laughs> In the Mel Readers group from Ben Wilmots that says, Where do you stand on Greg's lodging a vegan sausage roll? <laughs> I think if you're not a vegan, you don't have to fucking eat it, do you? It's fine. That's the big debate. A very good example of what we were just talking about about people losing their shit over stuff that they don't need to lose their shit I mean, like, you know, I did say to you yesterday, I don't want to have a hot take on a Greg's sausage roll. This is madness. Exactly. It's a sausage roll. It's like whatever you're eating, it's recongealed crap so stuffed into a bit of pastry. Like, but, it's either... Don't you cuss out Greg's. We've already come to... I wasn't cussing out Greg's. Okay. I like a chi- chi- 
well, I don't eat chicken really now, but I liked chicken slice and uh, an apple Danish as much as the next guy. Anyway, my stance on this, if you're interested, I've already mentioned it, is Greg's do really good novelty gingerbread bats for Halloween. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, apart from that, it's going to be a good year. And uh, yeah, we're very excited about it. We've got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to announce coming out soon. Um, I should say as well, uh, there is an Aussie bundle we'll be announcing soon um, within the next week or so. Uh, it's really, really good. It's one of the best we've done, I think. It's very, very cool. Um, but if you can't wait till then for your Aussie fix, go pick up the new issue. It's got a world exclusive interview with Aussie and that very, very cool art print along with all that other cool stuff. Uh, don't forget to rate the podcast on iTunes and Acast. Uh, you can also hear us on Spotify if you're not doing that right now. We'll be launching it on some more platforms in the coming weeks. That's very exciting too. There's shit lights going on, isn't there, Al? Yeah, there is. It's going to be bloody brilliant. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.